we may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 39, the show that's no stranger to lore. You know the rules, and so do I. (laughs) Each episode, we will check in, we'll have some laughs already, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the host that's never going to give you up or let you down, and I'm joined by Allie, and and I know what you're thinking, and you're right, she's the host that won't run around or desert you. (laughs) That is true. I won't. I also apologize to all of you because he just rickrolled you. That's right. I did. You just got rickrolled. <laughs> You're welcome. And now that's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the night, <laughs> possibly <laughs> the rest of the week. <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw these show notes last night and immediately sent Jen a gif of, Rick Astley, of that. There it is. Yes. Mm. Him doing the little dancer. So good. Yep. And I swear, Rick Ashley probably was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, who whoever came up with the Rick roll, because you have just made me so much money <laughs> from linking all these YouTube videos. Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I can imagine that was a big payday for him. He was like, man, this is freaking sweet. People just use it as a joke. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, other than being Rick rolled, Allie, what have you been up to? <laughs> Getting songs stuck in my head, apparently. I have been up to getting painfully close to AOTC and not getting it. Ooh! Ah! There. What was it? 51 point blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 51.8% has been our best pull. We had a couple of 54s, a couple of 56s, but yeah, 51.8. And we weren't able to replicate it this past Thursday, which really sucks. So that means we have two nights left. Oh, yeah, that's right. 9.2 coming. 9.2 on 22222, which means hopefully we get it. My secret hope is that we get it tomorrow night and then we can take Thursday night off to breathe a little bit because the Savannah's push, it is. Fingers quaffed. Real. Fingers thank quaffed. you. Thank you. I think we can get it. We're, we're just so, like I said, just it's painfully close. I don't think I people breathe. that haven't been showing up. Just get your butts here and let's fucking do it. Well, they're showing up, but now it's just getting everything together. Because uh, okay, when okay. you get different amount of people, it kind of changes a couple things here and there. You have to make sure you have all the DPS. And it's, you know, when you get people who have been doing it the longest and they, they're in the flow of it. And then you get people who've been, like, you know, missing because of real life who aren't in the flow of it yet. Like, that can bust things up, too. And so it's just, we just got to pull together one more thing. It's just funny, though, because as, as we get to phase three... You know, because it's a really long fight. So we get to phase three. Hey, we finally get to practice phase three. But you have to get through phase one and two to get to that point. So phase three has been so hard. As a healer, I don't think I breathe for most of phase three. I mean, I'm still here. So I'm guessing I breathe at some point. But I don't think I breathe. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. um, As a Fury Warrior, I will definitely tell you that um, it sucks not having an execute. (laughs) Because you're like, burn, burn, burn. And you're like, this is not the correct burn feel. It's the burn. You should be execute, execute. But you just, no, execute. That's, it's sad. 
No, the is fight- it because her health is at fifty? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Like that's really like for example with shadow priests, we, similar thing. Our shadow word death. I mean, you can use it any time, but it does have its shadow death oomph if it's not you know the boss being at low health. Yep. So I I feel that. Yeah, it's friggin' annoying. Yeah, it's it's backwards for Fury Warriors because if you go Venthyr, which I did for Sylvanas, um, but again. I'm really a Necrolord. I'm really a Necrolord, but I'm just happen to be borrowing <laughs> the Venter's abilities because they're really good. Uh, so, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. So, yeah. It's it's backwards because you get to use the execute at the beginning of the fight, but not at the end. Freaking weird. That's that is weird. Whatever. It's There's aspects of the fight I like, but man, the long boss fights, they're just so tedious, especially when there's just so many things to learn in a flow and... Uh, yeah, yeah let's just we'll scrap get that phase two. That phase two is like, it's got the whole yeah. epic storytelling part. Oh, we gotta do the thing, blah, blah, blah. But you're just like, dude, this, right, okay, can, do, do you, have a, you have a skip. I need a skip to phase three, please. This is ridiculous. <laughs> right? And there's just so much, so much you have to do just right on heroic in phase two mm-hmm. in order to, get, to survive to get to phase three with <sighs> enough people up. The and your mana not completely gone. And the worst is when you just you, you're just everything is going fine. Hey, you're just flowing, clicking. No one's dead. Everything's fine. You miss an interrupt. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's you're all just- it takes. Or I, I'm usually like 99.9 percent of the time I'm good at not falling in the holes in the bridge. But last the Thursday I was. Yeah, like I was I was fried. I was done. Like we had just been bashing our head against the thing and I totally fell in the hole after Seraphis called to not fall in the hole. I totally fell in the hole. I was like, can we can we take five? Because like I lost my ever loving mind and <laughs> needed to take five to breathe because I was very frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many bad words right now. But um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta outside you of that, button on that thing. You just go boop, boop. <laughs> Yeah, um, I won't do that to our listeners. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> outside of that, it's been mostly um, I pugged the raid for a bit to get a vault and I was able to get my best in slot chest, which made me very happy. So that was awesome. And more grinding Corthia so I can upgrade my conduits, get a couple more you know, jump sockets, just little things I could use to eke out a little more for this fight. Editor Jen just jumping in here real quick to say Alec got AOTC on Wednesday night. Congratulations. And that's uh, that's about it for me. What have you been up to? Oh, I was like, let's get back into this raiding swing of things. Uh, so I uh, I started showing up a raid uh, again because I was like, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. So we uh, was like two year two weeks ago or something. We cleared, did a full clear minus Alonis. Uh <laughs> And then last week we were like, yeah, we're gonna do the skip. We did that. Minus Sylvanas, we didn't have enough. We didn't basically we didn't have the right people show up, and it's and we're just like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're not gonna waste everyone's time because. It's not going to happen with the with what's going on. So it's just like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, so, yeah, we called that early. We were going to, like, run around and do some, like, leveling. Oh, that fell apart anyways. But, you know, I've just been, you know, enjoying my, well, this whole 9-2 news coming out. And I'm just like, yeah. So if you're listening to this, dear listener, hey, enjoy 9-2. If you listen to it right when it came out, the servers are probably still down. 
but it's fine. It'll be here real soon. It's going to be great. We're all excited for 9-2. I mean, I'm kind of excited. Kind of. Um, I'm mostly excited for the new raid, and that comes out March 1st. So, no new raid by the time this episode comes out. But by the time episode 40 comes out, boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. We're gonna be in a new raid finally. Look at that. So yeah, here we are. Oh, and and just can you think? Oh, this is what I'm really excited about. Episode 41, we're gonna know what the end raid cinematics is gonna be. I know. So oh, close. that's gonna be a fun episode. Oh, we're so freaking close. Uh, I can finally put to bed like what the heck is going on because that's basically gonna be the end. That's basically gonna be it that's that's the end hopefully of- we could put to bed i really hope beyond everything ever that blizzard is kind and stops trying to lead us along and just give us the story and wrap it up in a little bow and burn off the loose ends or something so they stop fraying I mean, sure, you could throw a couple little Ilgi whispers and we'll freaking lose our minds and we'll all oh, enjoy that. Oh, I do that. love Ilgi whispers. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple Ilgi whispers and we'll be like, oh, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> but to just, just, you know, we'd be like, oh, the jailer was defeated. But was he? Ba ba ba. I don't, yeah. But then I guess we get the 925. That's probably not going to have any story elements to it. But then again, I saw on the PTR that they might have taken the epilogue off. You know, the possible wrap-up. So maybe they needed a little more time to bake. I don't know. We'll see. So maybe there will be a little bit of story with 925. So we'll see. We'll see. I just want Shyland scenarios. Uh, and Brawler's Guild. Where's my Brawler's Guild? In a uh, wine. I don't know. I thought, I thought there was... That should come... Did it? I don't usually... Know. I don't know. It usually comes out in like... Not... It just... It should be out. It's not. So I'm going to whine about it because I want to beat things up. I need my like, Brawler's Guild. Yeah. It's I, probably going to come out in 0.25, but... I was like, wait, didn't it come no, out? But yeah. I, maybe I'm thinking of BFA. Nope, not for Shadowlands. For, you're thinking you're thinking BFA is not out. I think I still have the quest in my log to do the, like, get the gold when from betting. Was that a... I think that must have been a BFA oh. thing. To get Bruce, I think. <laughs> I, never, I yeah. never finished it. <laughs> Bruce is pretty awesome, I have to say. Yeah, I never finished that one. Oops. Uh, but I'll, I'll get it eventually. That's okay. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm... Yeah, I haven't really been doing nothing. I've been, been working, goofing off. Had a great Valentine's Day. Hey, did you have a good Valentine's Day? It was yesterday. I did. We had we it was yesterday, but we ended up doing it on Sunday just because, you know, we both had the day off and it was a low key day versus, you know, a Monday where we have dinner and then my husband has to go wake up the next morning early. So he's only up for a couple hours after dinner or an hour after dinner. So it's we did our Sunday, so we had more time. Just very low key. We made lasagna together <gasps> and lasagna. played video games, and just kind of spent time together and just relaxed and chilled. It was nice. So it was like a, a freaking fantastic Valentine's Day. That's my kind of day. What you do? What you two do? Uh, we pretty much did it. Kind of did the same thing. We kind of just chilled, <laughs> hang out together. Um, we went and got some takeout, and it was fabulous. And yeah, that was just yeah, had a, had a good time. We just like nice. hanging out kind of low-key we don't want to go and honestly this is not like a all oh, pandemic no we've been actually doing this for yeah. valentine's day long nope. before the pandemic so we just like getting food to go and just hanging out watching a movie watching you know our favorite show or something like that and it's, it's been great oh yeah the day before before that we played some D too huh that was, that was good oh gosh it was so much fun it was so much fun yeah the uh get check check out the vod that was so much fun i really liked that one so yeah 
gameplay was good. They went shopping. Then there was a bunch of combat. And we basically had to stop right in the middle of combat. So uh, March 12th is going to be the next one that we're targeting. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah Saturday the 12th, going to be even more combat because they, they left it off right in the middle of it. No, it was, it was fabulous. So I may not get Brawler's Guild yet in game, but at least I can have some fun with my axes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was fun. That was, that was, that was a fantastic there, there's a session. That was good. Pat myself on the back. That was a good one. <laughs> You should pat yourself on the back. Like you, you did good storytelling. I think we're getting to that point. And granted, I'm still newish D and D, but I think we're getting to that point where everyone's starting to get more comfortable with the campaign, with each other, kind of feeling it a little more. Because not everyone knew everyone going into it, That's and true. so I think everyone's just getting a little more comfortable and you know relaxing a little bit and having a bit of fun. It's good. Yeah, it's been great. Friggin' loved it. So yeah. Anyway, I guess we can jump into what the heck we're drinking. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I picked a good one. This is fantastic. You did. This is the Stone Hazy IPA that we were drinking. So, you know, these past few episodes, we were like, let's do a pina colada. Let's do a strawberry daiquiri. Let's takes a lot of work. And when we're both, I, I, whenever we're doing that, is we're always sending each other text messages. I'm going to need a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this blend is yeah. doing some stuff. <laughs> I had a nice issue. <laughs> yeah, so this this week was uh, let's get a beer and it's hey this is chill. Mm-hmm. This yes, I highly approve. And I highly approve this too because uh, this was actually this was actually my wife's Valentine's Day present to me. So that's why I was like, Hey, Allie, this is so good to you. <laughs> <laughs> Means I ain't got to do shit. <laughs> So I was you. You drank at the beginning of D and D, didn't you? I had because I yes. saw the can. I saw the can, and I thought it was from a said brewery that I can't get because they don't ship out to Colorado. But you can get it and get a little hearts on the package for you, sent personally to you. I'm not bitter or envious <laughs> at all. No, but um, <laughs> it looked like one of those cans because those cans tend to be a little more colorful. I was like, oh, look at him. Fancy, fancy lucky gin. And then you sent me that picture. I was like, nope, it's this. And he already has it, which is why he picked it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I picked it. Because my wife was like, hey, happy Valentine's Day, dude. And I was like, sweet. Got myself a nice beer. And I was like, hmm, I got a better idea even with this. So I got a little, I'm going to have one with d and I'm going to have another one with a little bit of dinner with my takeout on Valentine's Day. And then I got a couple more for Tuesday. There you go. It's perfect. It was fantastic. And this is a great beer, too. And Yeah, it is. It's really good. This is very good. So, I don't know. So, uh, so hey, the next part of this here episode is when we're going to talk about Patreon. Whose turn is it? I don't freaking know. Is it your turn? It's, it's my turn. Sweet. You didn't know, so I have to do the awkward Patreon. Awkward Patreon. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hi, everyone. Hey. Do you like supporting shows that talk about hobbies and interests that you are also into, despite the fact that they might rickroll you? <laughs> do you find yourself talking back to the hoes out loud while listening in the car or running or on a train or walking your dogs or doing, I don't know, stuff? If you answered yes to any of these questions, stay tuned until the end of the show, where you can actually find out how you can keep the show and our silly habits going. Yes. Stay, stay tuned. Or you can go to patreon.com. So, 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 so. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Anyway, it's time for us to talk about. Let's let's all right. Let's bring it down, everybody. Bring it down. Somber, somber moment. Okay. Yeah, we got to talk about the ABK news. And when I say news, I say eh, it's not much. Um, because yeah, Microsoft bought them, and then then that's being reviewed, and then Raven Studios was like, we're gonna unionize, and we and all the all of us were like, hell yeah, get unionized. And then Activision Blizzard was doing the whole, you know, fingers in the ears going, la, 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 you're not a union. How about we move you over here and over here and over here? And then they're just like, this is, okay. Basically, typical union busting tactics. Yep. And there's just more news and more and more coming out about the different ways they're trying to downgrade the union and trying to keep them from doing it. Yeah. But there was one piece of information that came out today. Today. Breaking news. Breaking news. Give the people what they want was hey remember back in august way back in august right this was right after this crap happened we were like oh man so they amended the complaint to basically say employees are now workers so and we were talking about that and we're just like oh well that now includes all of the temporary employees contractors basically if you're a contractor you're included in the complaint as well you can get some monetary reward if everything goes your way okay that's what it meant. And uh, we all applauded. We were like, yes. Yep. Get your payday. Yes. You deserve it. Well, anyway, turns out I didn't even know this was a thing. Did you know this was a thing? No. Activision Blizzard said, oh, you can't do that. You can't amend your complaint. You can't include this. That's that's improper. We, you didn't give us our due process. That's what they said. I imagine that's what they sound like, too. Okay. Absolutely. So they were like, money. Well, that's what they basically said. Well, the good news is, <laughs> good news is, is that, uh, well, there is a uh, Los Angeles Superior Court judge, as of today, denied their request to exclude temporary workers. Well, there's one word in here, temporarily denied to exclude temporary workers. And when I say temporary, basically Activision was like, hey, give us a couple more men, like just a second. They actually requested for them to not issue a final judgment, but... Pretty sure there is no chance that they're going to still achieve this because the judge actually said that uh, based on California's law's definition of employee, the department had every right to uh, to make this amendment and Activision Blizzard pretty much has no leg to stand on here. So they're going to be like, no, they are allowed to to do this. So, yeah, that's good news all around for the fact that, yes, we were right, kind of, when we said <laughs> that they amended the complaint uh, to include uh, temporary works as well, because Activision was like, no, you can't do that. Well, the judge said, yeah, they can't, temporarily, but, you know, probably almost certainly going to be permanent. Any thoughts on that before we move on? Hmm? I didn't even hear this news, so I'm glad we're covering it. It's not too surprising that Activision Blizzard is doing that, and it's sad and frustrating and it makes it feel bad like every chance they have to like try to be better i feel like they're just whining that they have to be better yeah yeah so anyways uh i hope they bleed them dry and take them what they uh they're worth because honestly there was actually another news article that i wanted to add in here but i couldn't because i didn't go through the paywall because it was it was behind a (laughs) 
it was behind it. Like, I think it was Fort, <laughs> I think it was Fortune magazine or Fortune. What? It's not actually a magazine. It used Something to be a magazine. Or other. Um, yeah, I, I got like two paragraphs in and it was, um, couldn't read the whole article. And I was like, ah, crap. I thought about paying for it. And I was like, eh. it just sounds like it. Honestly, it was just a very sad story about, uh, it was the, the headline was Activision Blizzard, uh, was her dream job. And it turned out to be her nightmare. Like her very first day, uh, at the job, there was like six shots of fireball on her desk. And they were all pressuring her to to drink. And this was literally like she had just turned 21. She wasn't really a drinker. Oh. And it was just it was just that kind of crap. And you're just like, oh yeah, my God. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the, the more the more stories keep coming out, the more I'm just like, yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, don't don't let them get away with this crap because this, this is ridiculous. Anyway, I think I'm done rambling. <laughs> It is a worthy ramble. And, you know, like we've said from the beginning, we want to keep talking about this stuff so it doesn't get swept under the rug. Yep. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into a more interesting topic today. Yeah. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? We're talking about story and lore. What we're talking about. So when you get into a conversation with someone, maybe someone just like us, and they say, the lore of this game is great. But they haven't paid much attention to the story. What are they saying exactly? Well, in this instance, what they're explaining is that the backstory and the explanation of the world in which the story takes place in is great. However, the current story being told hasn't received much attention lately. Hmm. Now, this statement is actually what we'll be exploring today and to see if that may be why some people, I include myself in that group, have enjoyed the story in Shadowlands while many more have not. Now, before we get into this, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm sure you have heard similar phrases, similar topics where basically people have been like, the story is just not doing it for me in Shadowlands. Yeah, I have. And well... Before we get into that, I want to talk just very briefly about story versus lore. Because I feel like those two words get interchanged. They do. And used as the same definition often. I mean, I'll admit, like, I've done that in the past plenty of times. And some people don't understand the difference. And I would say, like, just the, the, the briefest way to put it, at least the way my brain takes it. And if you disagree with this, please feel free to tell me. But my brain takes it as the lore is like the general universe, the general encompassing of the entire, you know, universe and everything ever. Whereas the story is like the finer details and where we're at now and the current storyline and that kind of thing. Yes. Right. Now, a good example of story versus lore is we'll go ahead and... Take Arthas, for example. The story of Arthas was when he, you know, was a, a young child, had, you know, saw Invincible be born. And then, you know, he had a bond with this horse. And then eventually he, he took the horse out when it was too young. And he had to put it down when he, when you know, they made the jump that they made hundreds of times. But, but the, you know, the ice on the ground that caused the, the horse to slip. Right. So this is the story. And then you continue on with that same same line of, you know, there's rumors. There's, there's been rumors going on about, 
you know, this plague in the in there and that we need to lock the, the, the civilians down to have a quarantine. Right. And that they're like, no, we're not going to we're not going to quarantine the people. What we're going to do is we're going to send my son and then we're also going to send this, this person, Jaina Proudmore, to investigate. See, this is the whole story. The lore would be Arthas is the prince of Lordaeron. Lordaeron was one of the seven kingdoms of the of the humans. Okay, the humans were originally from uh, Arathi. That is the the very first original human kingdom was was Arathi, right? And it was uh, uh, you know ran by this one. So that's the lore. The lore goes back and it tells all the background story and everything. Yes, Libby, it's the background story. That's what it is. It's everything that came <laughs> before. So when you kind of talk about all of the everything that sets it up, like the fact that Azeroth is a, is a planet that has a world soul in it, that's the lore of the story, right? Now, eventually that may actually pop up in the story, but in game, it's not really come up other than Magni going, I'm talking to Azeroth, right? That's really the only time it's come up in the story. So for now, yeah, exactly. Bah, for now. Bah, bah. Yeah, because maybe they will have Azeroth wake up. We don't know yet. Oh, she's totally going to hatch soon. That's fine. Could happen. It could happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's definitely interesting to talk about the difference between those two. Because like I said, I know I myself have interchanged those before when I shouldn't have. And it definitely is something to consider when talking about Shadowlands because there has been so much so many varying opinions about the story and you know myself for example i've enjoyed it in some ways because it's a vehicle to move things along and keep the story going and give us more to then add to our lore foundation as we continue on with all the uh, new stuff coming out and stuff but it's still lacking things and i think this is going to be really good to talk about yeah yeah in fact i would go so far as to say is that so much of what the work that was put into shadowlands was primarily the lore of warcraft so much of it all this this intricate stuff everything that they put in there all these little layers and everything like that the fact that the archon was like the first of the eternal ones the winter queen and all this kind of stuff this is all laying more of a foundation lore. Not yeah. even really the story, but they're just explaining of what came before. Right? The Dreadlords actually serving Denathrius. That's more of the lore. There's, there's no there's no narrative yeah. there. That's really the main difference between the lore and the story. Is there is no drama. There's no there's no narrative. There's no narrative arc for us to go through. This is just well, this is what came before. That's the lore. And I actually would argue along with a lot of people that's mostly what Shadowlands has been it's just a whole bunch of lore now before we get into it would you would you agree with that would you, would you agree yeah okay yeah I mean there's finer details and details that we didn't get that we were hoping to get but <laughs> the finer details is, is part of that story yeah yeah so so anyways before we get going I I you know what it's it's 9.2 day, everybody. 9.2. So it's, it's a little bit of a celebration. Let's discuss what the story of Shadowlands has been so far. Okay. So here, let's just strap in. I'm just going to do a quick deep dive into the story. And we're just going to run through it real quick. We're just going to have some fun. And then we'll discuss 
on the on the back end. Okay, here we go. So, following the death of Sarafang, Sylvanas Windrunner lost support as war chief of the Horde and fled. However, the damage was done, and the old god Nazoth would flood the streets of both Ogrimmar and Stormwind with bodies. While the factions were both busy dealing with an old god, Sylvanas set her sights on Ice Crown Citadel and the one who sat on the frozen throne. She confronted Bolvar for dragon and bested him in combat. And while he was forced to kneel before her, she ripped the helm of domination from his head and shattered it. The energy released from the helm was so powerful, it sundered the veil between the realm of death and Azeroth. Not long after the heroes of the Horde and Alliance defeated the Oligon, Sylvanas struck out against the rulers of both factions and dark minions loyal to Sylvanas managed to capture Thrall, Jaina, Anduin, and Bane. They had also attempted to capture Tyrande Whisperwind, but were unsuccessful. Now the remaining forces of both the Horde and the Alliance met with Bolvar on top of Icecrown Citadel, where they opened a portal to the Shadowland. But before we traveled through it, Tyrande jumped in alone in an attempt to track down Sylvanas for what she did to Teldrassil. We traveled through the portal as well, and first find ourselves in a desolate wasteland of an area and must fight our way through it and find help along the way from those that were captured by Sylvanas. But despite our best efforts, we can't escape this place with everyone because someone known as the Jailer captures everyone except our player characters. We arrive at a new city known as Oribos, and we start finding out about the issues in the Shadowlands. First and foremost, the entity that judge and weighs all souls, the Arbiter, is in a coma, and all souls are now being sent to the Maw, instead of the afterlife that they would have received. Well, in order to assist the attendants of the Arbiter, they believe that their best bet is finding out what to do for us is to travel to Bastion and seek out the Archon. When we arrive, though, we find out that there is a terrible drought of a substance known as Anima and that we must prove ourselves worthy to see the Archon. In time, we do so, but the Archon doesn't really have much of an answer, but wants us to travel to Maldraxxus to figure out why they had just attacked them here in Bastion. When we arrive in Maldraxxus, it takes very little time to realize that the whole zone is in chaos because their leader, the Primus, is missing. And those in charge of the different houses are now vying for more power, which also include attacking Bastion. We meet up with those still loyal to the Primus and manage to bring him some small amount of order back to the realm. In doing so, we also discover a message from the Primus that contains a warning to the other Eternal Ones. So we are sent to Ardenweald to meet with the Winter Queen. The first thing that we notice in Ardenweald is the side effects that the drought is having on this realm, as it seems to be hit the hardest here. While we are there, we do our best to try and gain an audience with the Winter Queen to give her the message from the Primus, but she is dealing with too much to hear the message. It isn't until we plead for the Winter Queen to save the life of Ysera that we manage to deliver the message to her. She realizes that if the message of the Jailer possibly breaking free is true, then that is a larger threat than even the drought. At her suggestion, our next stop is to go to Revendreth the realm that is best knows how to extract anima in the hopes that they can help end this drought. It doesn't take us very long to start to figure out that something is very wrong in Revendreth. Through our time there, we discover that not only has the leader of this realm sired in Athreus the cause of the drought, but he is working alongside the Jailer as well. 
We align ourselves with the rebellion that has risen up against Denathrius and attack Castle Nathria. We are successful in capturing Sire Denathrius within his sword Remornia. All while that is going on, we also work with Bolvar to rescue Jaina, Bane, and Thrall. We were unable to rescue Anduin though, as Sylvanas and the Jailer seem to have a purpose for him. That purpose is suddenly discovered when Anduin arrives in Bastion and steals the sigil of the realm from the Archon while being controlled by the Jailer. Not long after that, the Jailer's forces attack Ardenweald and Anduin is again forced to steal the sigil from the heart of the forest. The fourth sigil is acquired when the Jailer used his massive amount of anima that was sent to him by Sire Denathrius to pull the realm of Corthia into the Maw. There, we discovered the sigil of the Primus, but the Jailer takes it from us when we return it to the Rune Carver, who turns out to be the Primus. With that last sigil, he only needs the ones still with the Arbiter. So, all the Covenants join forces to attack the Jailer and to stop him from getting the final sigil. We are too late to stop him, though, and now has the power to enact his plan. The only problem is that when he reveals what his goal is, Sylvanas switches sides and fires an arrow at the Jailer. That was clearly more of a symbolic act as the Jailer just cut it and returned a portion of her soul to her. And that is the end of 9.1. And 9.2 will be the final chapter in the Shadowlands. And there you go. And one thing that I thought was very funny when I wrote that entire thing out was, all right, the leveling, 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 number one. <laughs> <laughs> the story of 9.1, not very long. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta kick out of that. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed my retelling of the story of Shadowlands, and I had a, I, it, it made me realize, I think, where some of the problems are. So, before I lay out my problems, so what do you, what do you think so far? What do, you, what do you think of the, the story of Shadowlands as laid out here in my retelling of it? As laid out in your retelling, it's not bad it's it's been interesting and the story itself is uh, it's been keeping my attention and I've, I've been enjoying it it's when you look at it through the lens of lore in the big picture that i feel like that's when we start seeing the most flaws in it yeah at least that's how that's when i start to see it but the, if set by as by itself like just this story by itself it's been it's it's been pretty good. Like I've I've enjoyed it, but it's just when you look at the finer details of the jailer and the impact of the dreadlords throughout eons and all this stuff, that's when it starts being like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, there there was a lot more that I wouldn't have had time to go through. Because we discovered all sorts of little, little tidbits here, little tidbits there. Right. There's like the whole side quest where we find out about the Void attacking Bastion. But again, that's not the story. That's just more lore. Um, you know, there's the whole Ember Ward thing. That's more lore. But then that actually explains a little bit of... They had kind of had to do that because it was a Naru that was stuck in Revendreth that allowed us to actually capture Denathrius in the sword. So it's like another piece of lore that was required to tell the story. So, and there's the stuff with the Drust, which like just petered out and was done. And what? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I go to throw some Brit? What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think my biggest issue with this story so far, and I'm going to use Wrath of the Lich King as an example. I think it's a good example because there's 
so many parallels and things like that. Very that, true. Very that true. they were trying to to pull on, and they they did do on some. Here's here's my big issue. So most of what I just covered in that retelling of the story was the leveling experience. And there's another expansion that a lot of people like to uh, point to as well, and I'll, I'll kind of pull on that, and that's Warlords of Draenor. Right. Warlords of Draenor, actually. Draenor? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Draenor works. Draenor works. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Warlords of Draenor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of people like to think that, hey, you know, that, that, that expansion, well, not the greatest in the end game, had a good... Leveling experience at the very least. Okay. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of gonna use that as an example too. Uh, Wrath of the Lich King, we were leveling up and throughout the entire thing with a tiny exception of the Ulduar patch, it was all tied back to the Lich King. Like it was, it was front and center, Saturday morning cartoon style villain just in our face. And that was, that was a complaint back then. If you didn't play... There were some people that were like, okay, you, we get it. Arthas is menacing. He's up in our face. Like, why do we see him every other turn? So I feel like, you know how we always like to say that the Blizzard likes to learn lessons too hard, right? Except with ABK settlement stuff. They're not learning any of those lessons yet. That's, that's a different, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's okay, different. Okay, so the storytelling team... <laughs> And their systems teams, <laughs> they like to learn the story a little too... They're almost like a metronome, okay? So, for example, they got... Oh, they're going to be like Lich King. And they're like, oh, we, we, we're over here on this metronome. We did a little too much. And now Shadowlands, they're way over here on the metronome because they're like, okay, we kicked it off with Sylvanas. Sylvanas was doing the thing, the jailer. Don't show them shit. The entire time they're leveling, zero Sylvanas, not a one. And you're like, like, wait, that's, that's, that, we need a little more. Okay, have Bolvar do a little investigative thing. You get a cutscene. That's it. Is that enough? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It wasn't enough to make us care. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the big thing. Sylvanas is the one that got us here. She's really like the antagonist of this entire story. Maybe the jailer. Maybe I don't freaking know like, where you're really gonna go. I mean, okay, you could make the argument that Sylvanas is the Zuko antagonist of this story, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, you could. And she's like, oh, "I'm a bad guy. Oh, I'm a good guy now." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we had Sylvanas, and the amount of Sylvanas and jailer like screen time that we had was. Like next to nothing. It was basically cutscenes. We didn't actually really get to interact with them at all. I mean, we got more interaction with Sire Denathrius and Revendreth, right? Which was just cool. Yeah. It's probably the reason why we actually liked him as a as a villain for the 9.0 raid, because he was all up in the he was all up in the Revendreth and and like he's like one of the first people that we met when we got there. Uh, he's even the one that gave us our. My freaking ability initially, you know, like like he's the one who's like, hey, you up in Revendreth now. You want some condemn, Mr. Fury Warrior? Enjoy some condemn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was, it just, it, it made a cool, you know, enemy, uh, made a cool bad guy uh, for what they did with Revendreth. And I think that's why, you know, uh, Castle Nathria kind of went down as like, oh, this is a really cool, it's a really cool raid. Like people really liked it. Um, like, I, I think that was like 
I will admit, I think I think uh, Castle Nathria was a better raid than um. But what are we? What are we in? What is this place called? Sanctum of Domination. Sanctum of Domination. So uh, overall, I think Castle Nathria was better than Sanctum of Domination. And I actually think the I actually think the Sire to Nathria's fight felt more epic <laughs> than, than Sylvanas, because. <laughs> I mean, he was telling us to crawl on her knees and like, <laughs> so like I was like, oh my God, this guy's great. <laughs> Scream for me. <laughs> We're going to continue before I start making inappropriate jokes. Anyways, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. Any who is it? Any who is it? What now? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, it's fabulous. So anyway, um, yeah, I think that was my my biggest problem with the story. Like, like we went through it. The story isn't bad. Like, I actually enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed the leveling. So if I'm going to use the Warlords of Draenor example, yeah, the leveling there was good too. But the Iron Horde was always kind of a menace there. You always knew why you were doing it. We went through the leveling and we're like, oh man, there's an anima drought. We got to deal with it. We dealt with it in 9.0 and then 9.1 came along. And the jailer's like, hey guys, it was really me. Did you know that? The Lich King? That was me. We're like, shut up, we don't care. <laughs> Lich King's way cooler than you. He's sitting there saying he's done ev- basically everything and it all got laid out for us and, you know, how how it, so many things are his fault and these things that are, you know, part of the lore have been for a long time. Oh, it's his fault. It's like, okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed really really enjoyed i think i think honestly one of the the best lore moments so far of uh shadowlands was the reveal it because there was also the the hint that no one knew about it was the ilganath whisper of the um you know the cunning ones uh kneel kneel before six master i don't remember exactly i don't remember what number it was (laughs) i'll play it (laughs) There's also, oh, not off the top of my head. No, I'd have to pull up those show notes oh, from yeah, yeah. Let's, episode 12 or episode whatever. Episode 12. We're going to pull these up. Hey, let's, let's do it 12? live. I think it was 12. We're going to do it live. <laughs> I'll do 12. Yep, that was indeed 12. Mm-hmm. My favorite episode so far. Oh, that's such a good one. Such <laughs> a good one. Cunning. I think that's the word I'm looking for. 17. I'm pretty sure I got 17 up in here. Uh, Schnikes. Uh, where are we at? 12, 13. The cunning ones kneel before six masters, but serve only one. There we go. The best lore <laughs> from Shadowlands right there. <laughs> So good. There was so much work just to get to that one thing. It was worth it. Worth totally it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, the fact that we found out that the dreadlords, these things going all the way back to Warcraft three, and they're like, oh man, because the the dreadlords, even back in Warcraft three days, you were you always got this feeling like they always had these ulterior motives. Yes. Right. You know, Tychondrius is the one, I believe, that was like, don't kill me, Sylvanas, i work with you. And Sylvanas is like, all right, you going to be a little bitch? <laughs> okay, I'll use you. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Just there's a, this great, you know, kind of like, you know, stuff going on with these dreadlords. Just, I mean, they just, 
they had all this stuff going on. Like, like you said, they were the cunning ones. They were always doing their own thing. Um, they were even talking. There was like back freaking backroom schemes talking about like, well, Kill Jaden said this, but do we really want to, you know, because you're like, well, the Lich King's saying this. Uh, friggin', you know, Kill Jaden says this, and then, um, do we wanna? No? How about we go with our own way? And then, even friggin', you know, uh, everyone's favorite, Kel Thazud, was basically telling the Lich King, Don't trust the Dead Lords! <laughs> They're a bunch of liars! That's what they do. I mean, it's, freaking, uh-huh. I think it's great. I mean, that's, that's why I love the Dread Lords. So, when they find out that they were originally coming from Sire Denathrius and they're their secret covert covert agents you're just like this is great I, I love this stuff but then there's the jailer and you're like oh great because the fact that you could use that to tie it back where they're like you know you, you go look at chronicle and again chronicle if oh fun fact chronicle is nothing but 100 percent lore 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 no story there not a single shred of story all lore so if you look in there and it actually talks about how sargeras was like Oh no, I'm doing this thing. And then he goes to the to the one world where there was like, oh, it's it's got the, the old gods and they're all old gaddy up in there. And then the dreadlords are like, hey man, there's like a bunch of like scary old guy stuff in here, but they're not the real scary thing. The scary thing's the void lords. It all puts that in a whole new light, right? Cause if you think like, okay, what are they doing? Like like that's all cool. Like what? Like they're just messing with the But if you all tie it back to the jailer, you're like the jailer. Can we just say Sardin Athers did it? Because he's way cooler. <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, I mean, we, we spent so much time already talking about the jailer. It just... I feel like there's so many missed opportunities with the story and also the lore because, I mean, granted, we're not behind closed doors, but it feels to me as though Blizzard was trying to be mysterious and... Oh, what's the jailer up to? Oh my gosh, what's it gonna be? But they did that for too long, and they got to the point that we stopped caring. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's keep going. Let's keep going with these notes here. So, what is the lore of the Shadowlands? What have we learned? Actually, a whole crap ton, I will, I will I'll wager. So, again, the lore of the Shadowlands is actually in-depth and rather cool. Like, I like it. I've I've enjoyed the lore that we've learned. Um, hell, they made an entire book, the Grimorum, the Grimoire, 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 I don't freaking know. How do you say it? Grimoire? Whatever. <laughs> of the Shadowlands, to explain a large chunk of it. I mean, we already knew it by the time we got the book, but... Yeah. I know. Good try. <laughs> but we still don't know it all, because it explains how souls are ferried from, the, from, from life to death by the Kyrian. We didn't know anything about the Kyrian and the fact that the, you know, the spirit healers were were actually like kind of a lot allied with the Kyrian and they're they're kind of like related there. And then like the Valkyrie were kind of based on the Kyrian and we didn't know any of that. So that's all new. Maldraxxus was created by the first ones to defend the Shadowlands. We didn't know any of that. Why did it need a defending? Who were the first ones? What's all this? More lore. Okay. All right. Ardenweald. Is responsible for the cycle of the rebirth that the wild gods and the other powerful beings go through. We didn't know how the rebirth cycle went through. Like, we didn't know any of that. We just thought they just got reborn. Right? That's what I thought. Anyway. And then the next one, we had uh, Revendreth. It's a place where it goes to rehabilitate souls before they go into the final afterlife. You're like, you can do better. 
Come on. <laughs> Come on, Kalthos. You don't have to be a total jerk. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Right? So, this is all the stuff that got me excited when we were first talking about it going all the way back to episode one. Because, man, it was Shadowlands we were talking about in episode one. The only problem is that most of the story is only in service to the lore. We haven't got any real payoff from the story yet. And yes, we are sitting here in 9.1, about to go to 9.2, so maybe, maybe. We might get it eventually. Maybe. But it feels like it's been like two years, and we're still going like scratching and going like, you got any more of that story? Because we got, we got a lot of lore. We just need a little more story. Because <laughs> if you think, things have kind of been stalled with the story. Like, we... We helped the anima drought in 9.0, like we talked about. And we dealt with Denathrius and, and Castle Nathria. Go us. And then we went to the Sanctum of Domination and Zilval's going to Zareth Mortis. Right? That's kind of that's kind of where we're at. I mean, there's not a not a ton that has actually happened narratively. Okay? So that's that's where I'm at. So, but that's not all the fun that we've had with, with the lore. Some other great stuff was all of the Alpharim's lost journals when you were going through Tazavesh. Like, we did an entire episode on stuff. It was awesome. Like, all that stuff. Um, I think the one that we probably did the most episodes on possibly mentioning multiple, multiple times was the enemy infiltration preface. Which that... Yeah. The fact that they called it preface, just it's just another little, like, hey, 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 there's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, really? You bastards. Uh, and then the first ones. First ones. I mean, yeah, hopefully, I I feel like almost certainly we should be learning more about the first ones coming 9.2, but who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I really hope so. So, thoughts. Thoughts before we keep going. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. Because I, I got, I don't know. I, I, have, I have thoughts. I just don't know how many I have. I haven't counted them. <laughs> <laughs> so many thoughts, so many thoughts. It kind of feels I, I like I like the phrasing of you know we haven't gotten the payoff yet because I feel like we spent so long wondering what the crap Savannah was up to. And if you've done PTR data mining and stuff, you, you have a you you know you kind of know how her story is going to go. We don't know how it's going to end. Right. And then it was a whole payoff of the jailer. Like, it's just a lot of sitting around and waiting for answers. And that adds that feeling of the lull between the story bits and whatnot. And yeah. But you're right. There's been lots of other great lore bits. Like, preface is something that is just going to be continually talked about. Kind of like with the Ilganoff Whispers. I feel like it's something we're going to keep going to often. Yeah. And we're finally getting things about the first ones. It's, it's good. Like, that's huge. But we're getting, we're getting hints and teases. I want meaty story that I can dig my teeth into. I want meaty lore that I can dig my teeth into. I want to dig in so deep. It says just hints. And, oh, we're not going to give you all the story yet. We're not going to tell you how it plays into the lore yet. Just little hints everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think right there, like what you're talking about, it's just so much hints and 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 I can't. I don't, I'll be honest. So we we had we had a lot of fun with the the jailer episode where we were talking about how we could fix it and things like that. I don't know how you would actually fix the Shadowlands storytelling 
me personally, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an amazing storyteller. I'm, I'm at best, I'm a decent DM, right? So you're a good DM. Stop it. Okay, I'm a, I'm a good DM, but that's, that doesn't make <laughs> Thank me you. a good novelist. All right, um, because the concept of the Shadowlands was so new. It wasn't necessarily foreign. Like we knew about the Shadowlands. It was something that was there. It was right there in the freaking, you know, chronicle. You could point to it and be like, it's kind of been there for a long time. But it was just so new that it almost felt like you had to lay all that foundation and everything like that. But I I guess if I were to say the the big suggestion for me of, of how you could, you know, maybe fix the storytelling a little bit is maybe focus less on the drought because there was so much in the leveling where it was like, Oh, hey, Archon, can you pay attention to us? Hey, Winter Queen, can you pay attention? Like, like at least those two zones. Right. It felt like we were just chasing our tails, like trying to get the you know, the Eternal One to just pay attention to us. I don't know. It could have been more Sylvanas or the Jailer, you know, based, you know. And like, I, I think Revendreth, honestly, I'm just going to go. Chef's kiss. Like that was, that was a good song. Like, <laughs> I like that zone. Um, like the storytelling there was was actually really good because Denathrius just was, was great. And honestly, Maldraxxus did a pretty good job because it was it was very in your face, intense, uh, very very fast. I think the really the two the two big ones that were just so focused on. Well, let's learn what's going on here. Da, da, da. Like Clea was the thing, and I think it, there was another uh, complaint. I, re- I read an article about this, and and I think this is actually was a very good point is Bolvar was supposed to be our anchor into the Shadowlands, but he did not pull off a very good Khadgar. Because right? Khadgar in the in past expansions was with us the entire time throughout all the leveling yeah. zones. It was kind of like our anchor into the story saying, hey, this is what's happening. We need to do this. Hey, champion. Hey, hero. Come to me. Like, let's let's do this thing. Bolvar was just hanging back at Orbos going like, nah, man, like, that's too rough. <laughs> like, Kagar was down there scrapping him up with us. Like, he was, especially in Warlords of Dragon, yeah, he, was. He, was, he was like, Jabaz, let's go. Kick the shit out of these freaking orcs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that was a, a big one. And, and in this article, what they actually were talking about is they said, if they had given us a, a, a better anchor to the story, they could they could have used like Pelagos or or Clea, you know that character that we first met when we get to the Shadowlands to be our guide as we were moving through these different zones. You know, maybe there would be you know for example the Archon may have been like, hey, um, we're kind of throwing this guy into the into the thick of it. Like Bastion's kind of like, hey, we're Bastion, hey, welcome to Bastion. It feels like a nice. Like easing into the tub, but this is like, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire kind of thing when you throw them into Maldraxxus. So it could be like, hey, um, Clea, you got your wings now. Take them. <laughs> right. Or, or even Pelagos. Like Pelagos may have actually been a better example now that we know kind of the you know, spoilers um, what the Pelagos story is there uh, in yeah. 9.2. Pelagos could have been our anchor into the story. You know, and, and it would his his ending would make more sense too if they did that. Yeah, and to I non to non bastion people. And personally, personally, I think Pelagos, if we're even talking about representation and, and and being inclusive in the storytelling, 
maybe you should tell that story in for all of the covenants because I didn't yeah I didn't experience it until 9.1.5 when I went through the story you know with my one character because I'm weird and altered like alts I'll do alts like I'm I'm level 80 renown on one character in all four covenants all four of them because it's no, nope, I just play the one. That's how I. That's how I do it. So, I I think uh, if you had taken Pelagos and used him as a vehicle for us to, as like I said, as as an anchor into the Shadowlands, you know, and, and that narrative voice, kind of like what Cadgar was to us when, like, especially like Legion. Legion was a great example of saying, yeah, like, lots of Cadgar. Like he's like, look, this is what's happening. Like the the Legion has returned. It's bad. Let me explain to you all this kind of other stuff. And Khadgar was a great example of a character that you needed to anchor you to a key character, Turalyon. Because if you were... And, and okay, pause here for a moment. Uh, just, just because I just wanted to say, this is another thing that I've noticed when I was going through and writing that little story that I read out. Um, I feel really really bad for anyone that is new to the story and lore of Warcraft and Shadowlands was their first expansion. Okay. That's rough. Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh, so they introduced Chromie time, they introduced Chromie time and they're like, we're going to fix the storytelling. We're going to fix the storytelling. (laughs) You made it a little, little better, but you didn't fix it. Cause if you think about it, all right, your first character you roll them up. You got to go through Exile's Reach, I believe is the 1 through 10 experience, the new one. Yeah. And then you're yeah. forced to go through Battle for Azeroth. Okay? Battle for Azeroth. Neat. And then you're into the Shadowlands. All right. We're into the Shadowlands. Ardenweald. There's a really big story moment in Ardenweald. If you don't know who Ysera is, you're just kind of going to look around and like, oh, there's a green dragon. What the frick do I care? Why, why is everyone getting emotional over this? Why is I watched a reaction video on YouTube of someone crying to this and and I'm like, who day? <laughs> Same thing when they show Mograines. I was like, okay, they're making a big deal about the Mograines being here or Draka. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and now I will say I got no clue how Final Fantasy XIV handles this crap, but everyone is like Raven saying that they did such a good job. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't freaking know. I haven't played it, so maybe one day. <laughs> maybe we'll ask. I, I have also heard they did a good job, but yeah. My, my husband has played it. I have not. Yeah, I haven't played it. So uh, so we'll just be, you know, ignorance is bliss over here going. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just over here going like, bah, 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 it's fine. I just. <laughs> I feel a little bad because I like I specifically was trying to write the notes from someone who was just playing without any information. So I think Cadgar did a good job. Like I was kind of saying, like Turalyon, when Turalyon was introduced, Cadgar was one of the original sons of Lothar. If you didn't know, the sons of Lothar were the, uh, the expeditionary force that went through the Dark Portal to basically keep the orcs from ever invading Azeroth ever again. We're like, okay, we have stopped them. We have destroyed the Dark Portal. However, the rift was left behind, tying our two worlds together. So we're going to send a force after them to make sure that never happens again. Cadgar was one of them. So was Turalyn. And so was Alaria. 
So those are all people in the game. I'm not going to tell you about the rest of them because you barely met them in the game. (laughs) (laughs) So those three people were were part of it. So the fact that Cadgar was with our characters and and that, that, like I said, that that anchor to the story really kind of resonated. They even had the cutscene where you could almost see the emotion in Cadgar's face. He's like, holy shit. It's Turalyon. Because at that point, he didn't know that Turalyon was still alive. No one did. It had been over 30 years and no one had heard from Turalyon. He was just like, oh my God, what? <laughs> it was a, it was a huge moment for everyone that knew the story at that point. So, I mean, it was a freaking tooltip for the longest time. No one's heard from Turalyon and Ilaria in blah, blah years for the longest time. Yeah, I think they put that in in Cataclysm and we didn't get a payoff from that until Legion. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, most people honestly will probably log it in and they just see that little login screen tooltip down there and they're like, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't Yeah, I mean, it, unless you are really into the story and are like reading the books and, and how, all the additional stuff, like, uh, like uh, listening to the um, to the audio dramas was a good way to, to experience some of that stuff. Oh, they were so good. So good. Yeah. They were, they were fantastic. So, so anyway, I think I think that's my kind of look at all this is if we had something or someone, a character to to almost be the guide through to the Shadowlands. I don't care who you choose. It doesn't have to be Pelagos. Pelagos is a good example because it's one of the very first characters that we meet. Like other than Clea, Clea is actually technically the first character that we meet once we get out of the Maw. So that could be a good example. All we care it could be someone that jumped in the freaking thing with us. I mean, I don't care. Make it Darian Mograine. I mean, yeah. he, he's like, champion. <laughs> that would have been just like that. He's like, so, uh, Darian Mograine and then freaking Alexandrus Mograine. Because you could have, like, you know, made a little, little father tone, t- father son touching moment, like a little sooner in there. I mean, we got it eventually, but yeah. But you're right. Like, they, they definitely could have utilized Bolvar a lot more with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, I think Bolvar could have been uh, an excellent character. Just, I don't see, I don't know why he didn't just, like, go with us through a lot of the zones. And, like, why didn't he meet the Archon? Why didn't he go and drop into the, to the? I mean, that would have been awesome seeing him swing that hammer around in the in the pit in Maldraxxus when we were first fighting. Oh, that would have been awesome. Like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Bust out some fiery Alex Straza flames, you know, moves and, you know, like, that'd be <laughs> freaking sweet. It's like, oh man, that'd be great. Uh, you know, the, the, the Winter Queen, like, I mean, he's already interacting with all these characters and things like that. I mean, I think, it, I mean, honestly, if you use Bolvar, Bolvar actually could be an even better example than even Pelagos because he is technically immortal still. He's kind of in a weird in-between spot, a little limbo-y. Um, but, you know, he had... You know, I, I think a good a good thing is since he was wearing uh, the, the helm of domination for so long, he was basically sitting on the, the frozen throne. He was able to basically kind of peer into the Shadowlands, see there's some stuff going down, and I think he could have been almost like like an ambassador for us, and it almost could have like made some of these cutscenes more interesting where our characters involved because again, our characters don't have a voice in any, and that's pretty typical for any video game um any video game that allows you to customize your character that is um 
And if you had Bolvar there, could almost speak for us. So there was like more of a back and forth and not just like the Winter Queen yelling at her subordinates like, why did you bring me this sister's pet, blah, 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 you know, that kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Moonberry's pretty great. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, Moonberry's awesome. I, I just like the way she uh, describes you, Sarah. It's like, well, they got joy when they're dreaming. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dream of all things emerald, I think is what she said. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 kind of my take on it so far. We can, we can jump into it a little bit more. Uh, unless you get some more thoughts on what we've been going over so far. Uh, no, I think I've pretty much shared most of my thoughts. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. And I have a little, little section here. We already covered a lot of this, but I'm going to read the notes anyways. Just bear with me. These notes, I, I do these notes for a reason. I feel like, I, like I'm entitled to read this or something. <laughs> I get to do it. <laughs> so. so. It's true, it's true. So anyway, so here, here's, here's my little question. So where's the problem here? Okay. So if you were to ask me if I enjoyed the Shadowlands expansion, I would honestly tell you, Yes. Yes, I have. But so many players that aren't like me, or probably like Allie as well, they haven't. And in fact, I asked that very question on Twitter, and I got pretty much the suspected response. Like, I, I asked this question on Twitter and the Discord, and pretty much it was... And not everyone. Not everyone. And, and that that's to be expected. If, if you're the kind of player that goes out and listens to a World of Warcraft lore podcast, you probably... <laughs> You know, a decent chance that you are kind of into this stuff and, and maybe give it a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt. Or, or for example, you're just kind of really into that world buildy kind of stuff, not just the narrative drama. But a lot of people were just like, no, didn't didn't really didn't really dig it. Just wasn't for me. And yeah, I, I kind of expected that answer. I just was I almost just want to like, hey. What would y'all think? But anyways, so now, now some have, and I expected that since the size of all, oh no, I already basically said that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to cut that out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway. So thank you everyone who answered. Uh, it confirmed a lot of what I was thinking. Uh, it really did. Now, I can't say that this is 100% the problem. I, mean, I, I can't. I'm, I'm not the, I, I don't know. But anyway. But I think that the current story was too focused on the lore and not the story. So if I wanted to sum it up further, the story is that we chased Sylvanas into the hole in the sky and ran away from the jailer. All right, we found out about a drought going on in the Shadowlands and dealt with the guy causing it by locking him in a sword. Anduin took some sigil from two zones and we accidentally handed the third one over to the jailer. And finally, in the Sanctum of Domination raid, the jailer got the last one he needed and went to Zareth Mortis. So far, that's the story. That's what's happened. As you can see, the story was more focused on the drought during the leveling process than the jailer. Corthia didn't actually matter in the story. Really didn't. Other than that's where the Primus' sigil was. And besides the uh, the raid, that was all the content of 9.1. All right. It's no wonder that people don't feel connected to the story. There's actually very little there. And what is there is primarily describing the lore of the Shadowlands. Which, and then, and then just as a little background, 
for where this whole idea came from is I was watching a video, video all about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, because you can see I'm a, a little bit of a, I'm really into D&D right now. Really, really digging it. Uh, I actually, <laughs> stre- we, we, we stream some Dungeons and Dragons once a month. Just check it out. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the video that I was watching was from a, um, um, a very popular um, dungeon master named Matt Colville on YouTube. Okay. And he had an entire he had an entire uh, YouTube video basically all about story versus lore. And I got my brains thinking. I was, I was like, I was like that might actually be the problem because what he was describing was the game Evolve. Okay? Because Matt Colville, before he kind of went off into this whole Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channel that kind of changed his life uh, in, in many ways because uh, he just a fun little little story there. He did a Kickstarter, and it was one of the top-funded Kickstarters of all time, so it totally changed his life. Uh, anyway, so in this live stream that got turned into a YouTube video, he was talking about story versus lore. Uh, I think yeah, he actually called it writing versus lore, but that's fine. Uh, what he was talking about is one of the publishers, and this was uh, in his previous life, he worked on the game Evolve. He was the the lead narrative designer for uh, Turtle Rock Studios. And anyway, what he was basically talking about is one of the, the producers, the publishers uh, came to him since he was like one of the, the main story guys said, we need we need X, Y and Z. And Matt said, I'm not doing that. And he's like, what? what you, the the story team, the art team, they need this information. And what he was asking for was the lore of the universe. And he's like, no, they don't need that. Like if they, if they need some information, they can just come, come ask me and, and we'll figure it out together because he is a DM and he was tying this into Dungeon Dragons, not World of Warcraft, but I'm tying it to World of Warcraft. <laughs> so he basically said us as dungeon masters. And I 100% resonated with this. So, so Allie, if you, if this sounds like something I have done, just you can totally make fun of me. <laughs> he basically was like, look, all of the lore that we create for these worlds and our campaigns and everything that we we build and all this story and like all of this stuff going on in the background, totally, completely unnecessary. He's all it's all bullshit. He's like, we don't build the lore for our players. We build that for ourselves. He's like, it's it's fun for us. We like it. It's it's a lot of fun. So in World of Warcraft, when they have all this lore for me, I'm like, ooh, please tell me more. I like it. Whispers of Vilgenoth. <laughs> it's fantastic. I freaking love it. Um, but your your average player is in, in Dungeons and Dragons, and I would I would also argue in World of Warcraft, is not there for the lore. They do not care. Yeah. They like the story because the story is a, is a narrative. There's drama there. They can they're like, oh, th- this person is doing this, and uh, there's a thing happening. A Deathwing is going to burn down the world, and we have to stop him. Right? There's drama. It, it, it makes sense. You you see why you're going after to Deathwing. You go through an entire leveling process. And you saw the jailer in the beginning, and then it's like, and then he disappears, and we deal with the drought. And I'm like, okay, we dealt with the drought. We're going to go deal with Sardanathrys. Thumbs up. Makes sense. Now, what it, it doesn't really tie together. Like, there's just a ton of background stuff that we're given. 
And so most players, they just want to get in there, bust down doors, kill bad guys and collect loot, which I would argue as a DM, you know, I'll just say session one, two and three. They weren't bad. They were fun. I had a great time. And then I threw a whole bunch of bad guys at him. And guess what? I got a couple best session yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> great. <laughs> I think they've all, they've all had their, their good points. Yeah. They've all had their good points. I, I, I wouldn't say that anyone had a bad time. No one had a bad time, but you know, what is Dungeons and Dragons in the, at the end of it? And also what is world of Warcraft? Murder hobos. Yeah. You're rolling dice and, and killing things and <laughs> it's doing dungeons and learning their fables. And then <laughs> and doing all that great stuff. So that's the thing. I mean, hell, why would you need a show like dungeon fables or live, laugh lore? If you just knew the story, no players just want to get in there and get their loot. It's just go, 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 go. <laughs> so there we go. That's, I think that's why the what the big issue has been is they're just like let's tell a backstory let's let's add more to the to the background of the lore let's fill in some of those gaps remember where where we said in the in the beginning there was only the light and then the void and then <laughs> they're like there's more time in there we can fill in that's kind of what Shadowlands did and I think most players said I don't care. <laughs> What is your opinion on all my rambling there, Allie? Do you agree? Do most players just want to smash indoors and collect loot? I agree. I think there's still a ton of players that do actually care about story and lore, but you know, and and that is the the small sample group as you're talking about that. Yeah, you know, we hear from and t- interact with a lot and that kind of thing. But I think on the whole, there are a bunch of players that are more about the PvP and the Mythic Plus and the rating. And there's tons of players who play the game who don't interact at all on social media and listen to podcasts, wherever they just log in, do what they do in game log out. So it's, it's, it's true. And I, I agree with what you said. Like I've, I've enjoyed Shadowlands and I know that puts me and you and others in uh, in a minority. It feels like, and and I've enjoyed the story we've gotten but there was room for a lot more and I was hoping for a lot more and I was hoping it would therefore answer more lore questions and just, it, it did not. So I've enjoyed it, but I still feel a little unfulfilled. Yeah. Now, now I before we move on to wrapping the show up, there is a one, I think, it was at least a single person that said on Twitter or maybe maybe two. Um, a lot of people kind of felt like Shadowlands was the expansion that could have been, basically. Like, yeah, I can feel that. Like they were, they felt like there was so much possibility. I mean, it kind of felt like there were, like Shadowlands felt like it could have been like the, oh my God, what is this? Nothing but the fan service expansion. This is just, oh, fan service, fan service, fan service. Because it was like, hey, remember this guy? Remember this guy? Remember this gal? Remember this person? Remember this kid? Remember them? Remember them? Remember them? I remember. You remember them? Yeah. That's what Shadowlands could have been. <laughs> but they were, they were like, it felt like they were scared to do that. Like, yeah. Like the garage thing. It was like, nope, he's dust. Mm-mm. We're not really going to tell anything. Hey, remember Kael'thas all the way back from Burning Crusade? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's in there. Mm-hmm. What about Varian? Nope. 
No variant. Uh, what about, uh, what about Starfang? Starfang, like, like, that was like a big thing. It, it, nope. No Starfang. Nope. No, new. None of that. Um, okay. Fun, fun. Let's, let's play with this. So one of the things I was actually thinking about recently was how could you make a really impactful fan servicey thing or like a, an amazing epilogue? Here's, here's what I would do. Okay. Here's what I would do. Uh, Pelagos, uh, uh, before we move on, uh, we're spoiling territory for just a second if you've been avoiding this. I don't, I don't know why you gotta do it in, in front of the kid with the effing. All you gotta do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Okay, okay, just skip forward like five minutes. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to get this out because I, this, this was bugging me. Pelagos is now the arbiter. Okay, and we've defeated the jailer and 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 Pelagos and in, in, in his great and wonderful wisdom and is able to look into the souls and see everything that is done. What is the one thing that I feel like could be done as a reward, especially when you're in the Shadowlands? What could be done to say thank you mortals for all that you have done for the Shadowlands? The player character? Who freaking cares? We're just a player character. Just tell a story with some of these main characters that have traveled along with us. Callie Menethil, who freaking cares? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, she didn't do Jack. No, let's focus on the four real main ones, okay? Or I think it was four. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go four. Anduin. Yeah. You can have him talk to his dad. I don't want him to talk to his dad. We had a lot of his dad. I want Anduin to meet his mother. Yes. Why didn't that happen? I didn't have that. Like, Ugh. it can happen at 9.215. It still might happen. We don't know. Yeah. All right. I mean, you could even say there was maybe even a tiny little, teeny little, little whisper because they, that was one of the options that you can name the boat in Battle for Azeroth. Okay. Tiffin's Whisper, I think it was Tiffin's Song, Tiffin's Hymn, whatever it was. Tiffin's Melody? Oh yeah, there was Tiffin's Melody. I think. Tiffin's, I think it was Tiffin's Melody. Anyway, so that was a thing. I want Anduin to get that. He, because, you know, if you don't know, which you probably do, but Anduin's mother died when he was basically just a baby, never had a chance to actually meet his mother, so I want him you have that basically is like look you went through a lot this is kind of like pelagos could say it's like hey you know king of stormwind you know leader of the alliance you went through a lot we want to thank you for everything you've done even though you were on the bad guy's side for a little while hey it wasn't your fault mrs jailer we understand uh here's your mama <laughs> that'd be freaking great <laughs> i'd love that thrall what are we gonna do for thrall what would you do for thrall okay i i know what i want to do for thrall. what would you do for thrall I mean, he got his Draka moment, and that was lovely. But, I, you know, I think he needs to see Tabitha. Uh, yeah. Teresa. Not Tabitha, Teresa. I was like, uh, I think I know exactly what you're saying. I don't know who Tabitha is, but if you're saying Teresa Foxen, <laughs> I'm right on board. It's some other, it's it, it's a side piece from back in the day. It's, oh, it's fine. Just okay. let it go. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> yeah, like, like, come on, Blizzard just like. Bring the make make me a glass case of emotions. Make give me the waterworks of. I just want her to look at you and and at at thrall and just be like, I am so proud of you, of everything that he's like like. Call, oh. call him like baby brother. I would or cry. Like, like oh my god, literally just bring cry. It on. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> so yeah, Teresa Foxen, hundred percent. Uh, Bane, Bane, I would probably go either his mom or his dad. Probably, yeah. probably his dad. Probably his dad. Because they, they yeah. never really focused on um, here. But I swear to God, if you want the freaking waterworks, I swear to God, I would be 
I, I would I'd be like the meme of like, you know, how do you deal with this storytelling? You know, lie on the floor, try not to cry, cry a lot. <laughs> That's that would be me. If Jaina got to speak to her dad. And yeah. And he said, I'm sorry. I should have listened to you. Oh, yeah. I would just, I would just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you kill me, Blizzard. That's the kind of storytelling that I want. Give me the story, like bring, like focus it in on these characters that we know and love. And then, yeah, I, God, I was just gonna say, I don't know what you're gonna do with Taronda and, and friggin' Sylvanas. You're gonna do something with them, and I'll let just let you take care of that. <laughs> well, Sylvanas at this point, I mean, she's got options, but at this point, I'd say where the flip is Nathanos? Oh yeah, there's a <laughs> fantastic. The whole like, yo, thanks, you're sending me to my lady. And then we haven't seen him since. Yeah. like Except for the one moment where Tron is like, oh, you don't know. Oh, oh you don't know. <laughs> She's and- like, I cut that mother effer's head off. <laughs> right. You ain't hanging out with him right now. Oh, he did. Savannah's is triggered and we got we get nothing. Like we still might. That still might be a thing at some point. Yes. So. There, there, again, there was a hint. It might be there. It might be there. So I want to start off by saying I am a sucker for fan service. Granted, I'm easily amused, but I tend to be a person who is not super critical on things. And I just like to like things. And I'm, I'm a Me sucker too. for good quality fan service. I think, however, in many genres and fandoms and whatnot, there are a number of people who do not like fan service. And... I remember when Shadowlands was first being discussed and brought out into the open and everyone was talking about it. There were people who were worried that Blizzard would just litter the landscape with Easter eggs and fan service and all this jazz. And it feels like going back to your whole metronome thing. Blizzard was like, don't worry, we're not going to do that. You're worried about this side. We're going to go to this side instead. <laughs> And we just got so, I mean, we got some, a couple here and there. And and they're dropping a couple more here and there that they've, you know, data mined, which is kind of cool. Like the lurker from below, from Durban Shrine or whatever, is going to be in Maldraxxus. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, oh, that's neat. Okay. I mean, I can mention it on Dungeon Fables and then, <laughs> y- yay. Like, Where's the ones that I'm going to actually care about? I mean, that's neat, but I don't care. Yeah. I want to care. Give me the fan service that I care about. In this day and age when everything is horrible in the news and the pandemic and all these other things, give us some nice fan service that we can just envelop our emotions in and just enjoy. Yeah. Please. And, yeah. Speaking of fan service, and, and I just want to say, hey, Blizzard. Uh, there is a recent example of fan service done correctly. I will not spoil anything for anyone, but I will simply say, if you were like me and you were thinking like, okay, pandemic, we're on the downturn. It's going to happen early December, right? I got my booster shot. It's like, it's okay. It's my birthday. I'm going to go see (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. And I saw that in theaters and I was like, oh, this is just. Mm, this is so oh all the fan service just give it to me just slather me in just all the fan service it was freaking <laughs> amazing probably like the greatest spider-man film 
have ever made. I just love it. I still haven't it. seen it yet. Again, it hurts. No spoilers. <laughs> Not a single shred of spoiler coming up from here because I don't want to. I don't want to spoil nothing. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, it just oh, it it was just a breath of fresh air, and the fact that it earned like a bajillion freaking dollars is proof that hey, sometimes fan service works. <laughs> but you're right when it's done well. Oh my god. It was done so well. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. So this is this is what I'm simply saying. Like, hey Blizzard, if you're listening to this, hey Steve. Hey Steve. Um hey just turn it turn up turn turn up just the volume just a little bit. <laughs> 9.2.5. Thrall does not see Teresa Foxton, and if she doesn't tell him that I am so proud of my baby brother. Mm. I'm going to be so mad at you. So mad. <laughs> I need my thrall, my green Jesus. I don't care. Just, I just want him to have that win. Give him the win. Seeing his mom was great. Okay. Seeing his mom was great. I like that. But that was, he had no connection to her other than just, you know, it was uh, like his grandmother said, I knew, I knew who your mother was, you know, like, like, you know, Ogrim Doomhammer was like, yeah, your mom was kind of a badass. He didn't have that connection. He has a connection to Teresa Foxen and that was taken from him by Adelaide <laughs> Blackmore. And just just give him the one win. It doesn't even have to be a long little scene. Just, just a little bit. I just want Teresa to look at look at him in his, in his big, beautiful blue eyes with his bushy eyebrows for some reason why he has them and no other work does. I don't freaking know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just tell him, hey, you did good, dude. You made me proud. Like, I am so happy that you got out there. You met your people. You did the thing with the Horde. Sure, you made your mistakes, but who, who hasn't? Me and Atlas Blackmore. Ew. Like, that's the thing that I had to do. Ew. No thanks. But I did it, and that's just what happens. And hopefully she's like in an awesome afterlife because she freaking deserves it because she had a shit Absolutely. Life. <laughs> right? So I'm just saying, like, Give it, give us just a little bit of fan, just a little bit. And and if you gave us the freaking daughter of the sea, which honestly is the reason why, in my opinion, BFA was like, like honestly is like number three expansion for me. Like it kind of goes Wrath of the Lich King and or maybe Legion. I don't freaking know which one is number one and number two. And then BFA, because I I really liked BFA for the storytelling with those characters. The, and the fact that I was so invested in, in Jaina's character. And I just, she's fabulous. And the fact that she said, I'm listening now, father, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, uh, so good. Right. Oh, so good. Now, if you and then and then, oh, my gosh. And then you had the the throws like where she was in, you know, the, the spooky realm and she was just being tormented. And oh, my God, I'm so good. There was like a uh, friggin Catherine was like, forgive yourself and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, the glass case of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right so good and then now we're going to Shadowlands we got just a little bit we got a little bit more Jane time just a, we don't need a lot we don't need a lot just a little bit just have her meet with, meet with her dad and just, just have her say I'm sorry I could just I should have listened to you you were right yeah that's all you need I just I just need Jane to be like oh my god that's all I needed to hear <laughs> I'm like, come on I'm just saying she deserves it at this point I mean Absolutely. She's dating yeah. dragons. It's weird. <laughs> hey, no king shaming. I'm just saying it's 
some not, yeah whatever state and dragons <laughs> they have different forms <laughs> get over it <laughs> love is love let it happen okay fine state and dragons <laughs> <laughs> apparently what actually happened there is Jane is like hey no man's good enough for me I need a dragon <laughs> I mean, probably, probably would <laughs> I would buy that. That, that could be a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fabulous. So, anything else to uh, quickly go over before we wrap no. this up? I think just at this point, I'm just eager for the story in nine two. I'm secretly holding out for Shadowlands scenarios in nine two five, even though I know it's not going to happen. And you know, we'll just see how this story ends. Story of Shadowlands. Yep. You know, and just selfishly, just selfishly, I just, I'm, I'm looking at the calendar right here. So we're recording right here on February 15th. February 15th. So y'all are going to be listening to this episode on February 22nd, right there on the day of uh, 9.2. 9.2, everybody. But no raid yet. No raid yet. Raid releases the day that we are going to be uh, uh, recording our next episode. I don't raid on Tuesdays, so it's fine. <laughs> I, read I don't th- either. I read on Thursdays. <laughs> uh, so it's fine. So yeah, uh, we're going to be recording on there, but here's the only problem that I have with that. The only problem is it stops at Antwin. We don't get the jailer story. So yeah. We, got, we might get some good anime. Anime. We might get some good Anduin cinematic though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. And some bits there. That's what I'm kind of holding out for because I'm doing show notes next time. So I really hope that happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's also going to mean that you're going to be doing show notes the day of Tuesday because that's when it's going to come. <laughs> oh boy! Well, can't we? F- don't we fight Anduin? Like, yeah, but the raid doesn't release until March first. Oh, you're right. The raid doesn't release until March. Well, may- mm-hmm. we'll 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 discuss things hey. off here. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so yes, yeah, it'll be it'll be episode forty one where we will finally be able to discuss. You know. How they wrapped it all up, at least in 9.2, because maybe they'll do some more in 9.25, because we know that's going to be coming, because, hey, cross-faction gameplay, everybody, that's what's going to be coming in 9.25. Well, I think that's where we're going to you know, wrap it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. Well, no new reviews this week, so we're going to jump right into your job of saying thanks, patrons. <laughs> Appreciate you, patrons. Yes. Yes, yes, we do. This is part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going and our silly habits where we get to laugh and have a good time. If you'd like to join the ranks and support this show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh floor. We do actually have a new patron this week. It's Sin. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Sin. Yay. Ah, I should get like an applause sounder. Like, mm, maybe. Think I should get one of those? Yeah. Probably. All right. Something. We'll look into it. Yeah. We'll check the budget. (laughs) What? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) And for our top patrons, a big thank you to Pasta Matt, Kamari, Mud, Chris Malore, Dungeon Master Burke, and Dracorus. Thank you all very much. And thank you to all the patrons. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You all are amazing. Yes, you are. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump into one of these. So I will just warn you all. I'm going to warn you all. Get that Kleenex ready. Oh, gosh. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. 
Yeah, I'm not lying. This is a good one. So, there are a few days in my life that are as memorable to me as my wedding day. See, when I got married, my wife and I were surrounded by my family and friends. But the sad reality is that some couples do not have the same support from their family that I had, and it breaks my heart knowing that. So, one man took it upon himself to put out a call on social media to ask any member of the LGBTQ community that didn't have the support of their family to let him know, and he would be there to support you on your big day. It's time for our series, The Upside. You've heard the old saying, you can't choose your family. Well, maybe that's not exactly true. <laughs> There's a group within the LGBTQ plus community that is 32,000 family members strong and growing. It's a place for those looking for support and love on one of the biggest days of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it all began with one TikTok video. In 2018, I walked my own daughter down the aisle, and just the thought of someone not having that parent at their wedding or in their life was just heartbreaking to me. That feeling motivated Dan Blevins to issue an invitation, not a dance challenge, in a TikTok video. If you are a same-sex couple that's getting married and you do not have biological parents there to support you, please let me know. What was your intended message for that? I was inspired by Sarah Cunningham, and she's the founder of Free Mom Hugs. So I thought, I want to offer my services as a dad to do the same thing. There's parents that want to be there for you on your big day, and will be your biggest fans. The idea, simple and straight from the heart. Dan, a hairdresser from Tennessee, offering to stand in as a dad for those in the LGBTQ plus community for weddings. I was able to walk my uh, daughter, my oldest girl, down the aisle. For her wedding. I don't think people realize until they're not there how important family is in those events. I think we tend to take our family for granted. Feeling that need of a mother figure or a father figure, even if it's virtually, means so much to a lot of people. The response immediate, the video going viral, and Dan, with the help of his friend Ray Otto, starting the group TikTok Stand-In Families on Facebook. When Dan came to me with the idea, I was like, absolutely. We both knew it was needed in our community. There's over 4,000 members. Who wants the tea? 14,000 members. 20,000 members. 20,000. Today, with over 32,000 members in over 60 countries, the group has become its own movement. Dan, who has kids of his own, has welcomed four more kids into his family. And Ray has added two nephews to hers. Last year, more than 80% of LGBTQ youth said COVID-19 made their living situations stressful, 42% seriously considering suicide. What would a group like this, what would it have meant to you when you came out? Oh, it would have meant a whole lot. I think I would have even been encouraged to come out sooner than 21. How come? Just to know that you have that support behind you and that, like, no matter who walks away from you. Because I had a lot of people walk away from me when I came out. Dan's group turning strangers into family. Members setting extra seats at their Christmas dinner tables, sharing life advice, and providing a safe haven for those who may need it. Tracy Dealman found that support in Amy Brinsfield, who drove four hours to attend her wedding, even making the bouquet. I don't really have family except my sister. Amy was basically the only one that was like, if you don't mind, I can come 
up to the wedding. Being able to see them in person and give them a hug and be there to support them on their special day was just amazing for me. Beyond the big days, the effort grew to form support systems. They totally helped me find a safe way to medically start transitioning. Foster joy. I think right now I have 15 bonus kids. Come be a part of mine. I got plenty of room. And rediscover what it means to be loved. She came for Christmas. She came to our wedding. She's basically a daughter to me. Uh, she calls me dad. Proof that family really is forever, no matter where you find them. It has changed my life. It's shown me that there's so much good in the world where I really hadn't seen that before. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's a good story. Great yeah, story. you know, you, it really does help you redefine family and what it means for support, how much support means to people. And the group continues to grow. They've actually added a sister group in Canada. Dan and Ray's ultimate goal, to find an app developer to help them create an app where folks can easily and securely make those life-changing hmm. That's good idea. You just said the word. I guarantee you the next yeah. time we do a best of and we run the show again, you'll have an update. Boom. Right. You They'll get their app. Just put it out into the yeah. universe. Yeah. It'll yeah. happen. So there you go. I was just, uh, when I came across the story, I was like, this is just, I don't know. It, it, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Like, I, granted, I have a family and I'm fortunate for that. They're not always the best. And so I am all about that chosen family and that these people give so much of themselves for the LGBTQ plus community is just so beautiful and so amazing and important and... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I I just I, I heard this story and just I absolutely had to share it. I just wanted to get that get it out there for everyone to hear it. If you hadn't heard it, because I just was incredibly touched by the story. And I just thought it was um, one of those things that just just made me happy to hear that it was a thing. So, yeah, it does. So there you go. That is where we're going to leave it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Man. Now one more story. 9.2. Yes, 9.2 is coming. It's going to be fabulous. I could pirate hat my little ball friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.